filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week, I'm condensing business books down to their core golden nuggets, just so that I'm saving you time from having to read it yourself, in case you're not an avid reader. Maybe I'm helping you get a refresher. Maybe you've read it before. Or maybe I'm giving you a little bit of insight into the book and maybe you're thinking that you uh, want to pick it up. So maybe this podcast is going to stimulate you and uh, make you want to pick it up yourself. So I know there's a whole bunch of you guys who are listening to this podcast for all different types of reasons. So I'm just glad to be here with you guys week after week. This week, we have a really good book, How the World Sees You. Discover your highest value through the science of fascination. The author of this book is Sally Hogshead, and I've had the opportunity to see Sally Hogshead live in, um, what was the event? It was Art of Marketing, actually. It was in Toronto, and I caught her many years ago. I think this was maybe six or seven, maybe eight years ago, a long time ago, man. But uh, I remember seeing her live, and she did something very cool that really stood out to me. And uh, what she ended up doing was she was giving out Jagger Bomb shots, or not Jagger Bomb, sorry, just Jagger shots to people in the crowd. To make her stand out, she was following Seth Godin, so she needed to do something that absolutely stuck in people's minds. And let me tell you, that stuck in my mind and the mind of many of my peers who were there as well, too. So what is this book about? This book, essentially, it helps us understand our personality better. There's different techniques that you can use to discover your personality. You can look at Myers-Briggs, or maybe you want to take a DISC assessment to figure out what behavior you demonstrate in the world, or what have you. Uh, That's not my expertise. I'm not going to talk about that, otherwise I'm going to sound like an idiot. So with this one in particular, I really like this because it's about how the world sees you. And that's the difference. It's not about you and how you portray yourself to the world. It's how the world sees you. And so what this does, what this book does, it'll help you understand how to best Represent yourself in the world. There's a lot of you right now who want to become thought leaders in your industry. You want to increase leads. You want to increase revenue. You want to better your marketing. And the way you're doing that is by investing in your personal brand. Well, in the book, How the World Sees You, it helps us get a deeper understanding in terms of better understanding ourselves, better understand our most authentic self, and helps us understand which archetype we belong to and how to be at our best so the world sees us at our best. Love this book, you guys. I hope you enjoyed as well, too. So let's crack right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Get into the right environment in order to drive your success. So driving success, that's something a lot of people talk about. But what does that truly mean? Success is relative. Absolutely relative. What success means to you might be completely different from somebody else listening to this. Your level of success might be different from my level of success. Maybe success to you is having X amount of clients. Maybe it's making X amount of dollars. Maybe it's about just having X amount of time every single day. Maybe it's just the ability to have vacations. Whatever your level of success is, the only way you're going to be able to achieve those big, hairy, audacious goals, you know, your BHAG, is to put yourself in the right environment. By putting yourself in the right environment, you're going to allow yourself to excel. Take, for example, a story from the book where they talk about a painting that was in an attic. Now, this painting was in a box. It was dusty. It had zero value sitting in the attic. But then all of a sudden, someone finds that painting. They bring it out to the marketplace. And all of a sudden, there's a multi-million dollar bidding war for this painting where 
You know, weeks, months ago, it was just this useless painting in an attic. So what made the difference? The environment, an attic versus an auction. Take, for example, another story here. This one's an interesting one. Joshua Bell. So Joshua Bell, for anyone who doesn't know him, you can Google him, but he's a famous violinist. And so even if you're a famous violinist and you're absolutely talented at what you do, you need to be in the right environment in order to succeed. So here's an example of such. Uh, Joshua actually played in the subway system in Washington, D.C. And while he played there, a lot of people walked by him. You know, he played his heart out. And as people walked by, they'd be like, man, this guy's good. Really good at what he does. Doesn't matter, though. He's playing in a subway. So clearly he can't be that good. So while he was playing in the subway, he made a total of $32.12. The funny thing is, though, under normal circumstances, he easily makes $45,000 per performance. What's the difference? The difference is the environment he put himself in. By putting yourself in the right environment, it allows you to succeed. And that's truly the challenge. That's not easy, guys. It's really tough. You'll know when you're in the right environment when... When people start coming to you asking if you can work with them, when people will pay more for your services versus your competitors who pay a, who charge a cheaper rate, you'll know you're in the right environment when people are giving you referrals, when people are asking you to do speaking engagements, when people want to get um, proposals from you. That's when you know you're in the right environment. And I'm talking very specifically here from a, a business perspective, but um, that to me is, is a true indication of the fact that you're in the environment that you need to be in. You're finding greater levels of success. I'll tell you a quick story about me. Uh, I started writing for the Globe and Mail when I was 22 years old. And I'll tell you how I ended up doing that a little later on. It's, that's something completely different, but it's something I actually like to teach people and, and tell people how to do because to me, that put me in the right environment, which from 22 to now when I'm 30, completely shifted my life. I had clients calling me. I had people calling me out of a blue saying, Ryan, I want to work with you. How easy was that? I didn't have to do any prospecting. I had referrals after referral after referral. I had opportunities to go speak anywhere that I wanted. I had opportunities for a book deal. I turned the book deal down only because I didn't feel like I was ready for a book at this point in time. But um, I, don't, I don't want to tell you guys this, these things to brag because I hope that doesn't come off that way. But I'm telling you these stories to show you how important it is to put yourself in the right environment. By writing for the Globe and Mail, that put me in an environment where there was a lot of people watching me. There's a lot of people who liked what I had to say. And that environment allowed me to succeed as a marketer, as an entrepreneur. So you need to figure out for yourself, what environment do you need to be in in order to succeed? For Joshua Bell, his environment had to be with other musicians. He had to put himself in a position where people who he played in front of would know how to connect him better to greater opportunities. So you need to figure out that first. If you're trying to build up a, your th yourself as a thought leader in industry, you need to figure out what environments you need to be in in order to become a success. That, to me, is a huge, huge takeaway from this book. And I hope you guys really take that one to heart. Is the environment you're in truly supporting your success? If you're blogging right now and you're doing videos, is YouTube, is your blog on your website the right environment for you? I'll tell you right now, it's not. Why? Because everybody's in that environment. It's a crowded environment. So you need to get yourself into a different environment. This is something I'm working on all the time, trying to change up where people see my content because depending on where you see Ryan, that's going to affect my level of success. If you start seeing me on, uh, on a TV show, 
on NBC every single night. You know, maybe the, the, the marketing king or whatever. That's stupid, but it's just an example for you guys. If you guys see me on NBC every single night as the marketing king and I go into organizations and help turn them around uh, by pro- putting into place marketing programs and showing them how it works, all of a sudden I put myself into a different environment which allows me to succeed and allows me to achieve higher levels of success. Okay, the key is how do you get there? That's the tough part. And there's no easy answer to that. There's no one answer to that. It's a lot of exploration. It's a lot of trying. It's a lot of failure. It's a lot of hit and miss. But you got to know what your North Star is. You got to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. You'll figure that out along the way. But to me, understanding that your environment plays a key role in your success, a huge, huge golden nugget from this book. Golden nugget number two. In order for you to succeed, you also need to avoid distraction, number one. And number two, you need to avoid the competition. Both of those things are incredibly difficult to do. And for me to summarize how to do that in a golden nugget, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's tough. I mean, I'll give you some value here that you guys can keep in mind. But um, taking this example from the book, uh, they talk about the importance of standing out. And so how to stand out in a world where the average attention span has shrunk to a mere nine seconds, how the hell do you do that? In the marketing space, there's a lot of people out there who talk about marketing, a ton of people, you know, myself, Mitch Joel, Gary Vaynerchuk, whatever. There's so many people. So what made a guy like Seth Godin stand out from everybody else? Well, Seth Godin likes to tell stories, and he was probably one of the better storytellers. He's somebody who makes really good, um, who shares really good anecdotes, and he's somebody who brings a creative spin to marketing. He likes to have different themes with each of his marketing books, whether it's the dip or free prize inside or purple cow. You see, there's always something that stands out, and so he almost brands each and every single one of his ideas. And as he brings those out, and he's very consistent, and he keeps at it. If Seth Godin had only done one book, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. But he continues to do this over and over again, year after year after year. And he supports the the continued promotion of his books with speaking engagements, guests, guest appearance on uh, blogs, on podcasts, things of that nature. And so as a result, it spreads. So for him, it's his ideas. For a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk, it's his delivery. When Gary first hit the scene, he was a marketing guy who swore all the time and he was very aggressive, very in your face. And because of that, he stood out. So he had something that was different. Seth Godin had something that was different. So for you, if you want to avoid the competition, you have to do something that helps you stand out. You need to get the attention of the marketplace first. And the best way to do that is to do something bold, something memorable. Again, easier said than done. What is that bold thing? What is that memorable thing? You have to find out who you are first, which we'll get to in a little bit. You have to become true to yourself. Don't try to look at Gary Vaynerchuk and say, I have to swear. Or don't look at Seth Godin and say, I have to create, you know, creative concepts and brand them. Nah, maybe that's not you. Maybe it is you. Maybe it's not. But if it's not you, then don't do it. You have to find your true self and how the world sees you. This is all about understanding yourself. And by understanding yourself, it allows you to think more critically and more honestly about who you are. And who you should be putting forth in the marketplace. I mean, I'll be honest with you. For myself, I'm still discovering this. And I think after reading this book and uh, talking with Sally, um, I've had an opportunity to really think deeper about my own personal brand. And what am I doing? What am I saying? What are you guys listening to? How do you guys perceive me? That's something I haven't thought a lot about. And for somebody who really focuses a great deal on thought leadership and personal branding, and somebody, again, not to brag, but somebody who's done quite well in this space... I feel, like I, I don't, I feel like I need to know more. And so this book really helped to shed a light on that. 
So again, the key on this golden nugget was to avoid distraction and to avoid the competition. So distraction, again, this one's pretty simple, you guys. In order for your ideas, for your brand to spread, you need to focus on those high payoff activities. Don't focus your attention on things that don't matter. You need to focus your attention on those big things. So if you are focused on getting into an environment where you're going to succeed, you need to focus all your attentions on the activities that are going to get you into that environment and not bother yourself with all the small minutia of the daily activity that you have going on in your life. And again, while that's very easy to do, um, you really need to take um, a hard look at your day and say, okay, every single day I want to work towards getting myself into that environment. I have to do three or four things every single day. Three or four things is too much. Try one or two things every single day that you must do, a high payoff activity that's going to get you closer to your goal. To me, there's no easy way around distraction. Everyone's going to face distraction. Everybody's distracted. That's just the world we live in. What you need to do is you just need to make sure that you're committing to yourself, committing to your success, committing to your clients, your marketplace, that you're going to do one or two things every single day without question, without question, like your life depends on it. And those one or two things that you do every single day are going to move you closer to your goal. That to me is the best way to overcome distraction as best as possible. We're all going to be distracted, but you got to work with it. And the best way to avoid your competition is to stand out. But again, you got to find out who you are first and do something that's bold and that makes you stand out. Um, again, very quickly, I'm, uh, I'm going to bring up the example again before I go to the next goal, the nugget. But for me, what stood me out for my competition was, um, again, getting into the right environment. I think that if you get into the right environment, you'll stand out from your competition. That's what the Globe Mail did for me. It put me head and shoulders above my peers. And again, I, I, I'm very cognizant of this because it sounds like I'm, it sounds a little bit cocky, but it's not. It's reality. Like when Gary Vaynerchuk stands on stage, he stands head and shoulders above his peers. Why? Because he's in a different environment or people are paying attention to him. And so that's what I want for you. It's really what I want for you because that's when you're going to find ridiculous amounts of success. And let me tell you, that gets really, really fun. Golden nugget number three. Know who you are before you go out into the marketplace. I can't emphasize this point enough. It's so incredibly important. Far too many of us, we emulate what other people do and we say, wow, they're successful. Maybe we should copy them. I mean, I just talked about this. Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin, people feel like they should copy them because, hey, that's a successful model that worked. I'll do the exact same thing. The reason that doesn't work is because that's not you. That's not you. Seth Godin is Seth Godin. That's why he's successful. Gary Vaynerchuk is being Gary Vaynerchuk, his authentic self. That's why they're successful. It's because they know who they are at the core and that's who they are in the external world. This whole book, How the World Sees You, is all about understanding what Sally Hogshead calls your fascination advantages. Those are your greatest strengths. And she tells a story that I really liked and it's, you know, when you were a kid, you were probably scolded for doing what came naturally to you. You know, maybe you were too bossy, maybe you were too cautious, or maybe you were too energetic. Whatever it was, I was that kid, by the way, that kid who had too much energy and was like, relax, you know, talk quieter, be slower. I have a lot of energy and that's just who I am. So that's, that was who I am and that's essentially my strength right now today. And so when you're a child, you have those traits that are the foundation of who you are. That could be your greatest strengths. Your fascination advantages is what Sally calls them. And so in the next golden nugget, I'll kind of go into the fascination advantages for you really quickly. But essentially what this comes down to is understanding who you are first. Many people struggle to become someone they're not. And that's just wrong. 
By doing that, you are setting yourself up for failure. You know, you're trying to get into a job that doesn't quite fit you. You know, you're wearing clothes that don't quite fit your personality. You're talking in a way that doesn't fit who you are. This is all about authenticity. And I hate that word because it doesn't mean a damn thing to me. I don't know what authenticity means. Somebody says, be authentic. Be your authentic self. What does that mean? Be myself. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm being me every day, but me could change depending on who I'm with. So what is authenticity? Maybe you guys are smarter than me. Maybe you guys know exactly what your authentic self is. But for me, I feel like it's just a constant path of discovery until you truly find that out. And me being 30 years old, I think that I've been influenced by a lot of people. And I think that me finding my authentic self has just come recently. But to me, that's your job. If you are a professional who's trying to position yourself in the marketplace, you need to know who you are. What kind of personality do you bring to the marketplace that's going to help you stand out from the rest? That's your first job. Your first job is to truly understand who you are. And by starting off there, that's going to allow you to understand how to best position yourself in the marketplace. And this is personal branding, you guys. And number one, it starts off with you. So you got to understand who you are. And by understanding who you are, it's going to allow yourself to position yourself more authentically in the marketplace, which is going to allow the world to see you for who you truly are. It's going to allow you to be more comfortable. You're going to feel more comfortable talking. You're going to feel more comfortable writing. You're going to feel more comfortable in your own skin and your own clothes. And all these things, all these things are going to help you become more successful. This is one of the greatest takeaways from the book for me because it's something that's difficult and it's not easy. And I know a lot of you guys are probably in a position right now where you don't truly know who you are. You're trying to find out that authentic self. Maybe some of you guys are trying to emulate somebody else. And the whole purpose of this book is to say, stop doing that. Stop trying to emulate somebody else and become your true self. Last but certainly not least, golden nugget number four. The key to understanding your true self is in understanding the seven fascination advantages. So again, why do I want you to know the seven fascination advantages? Very simply. It's because you need to understand how the world sees you at your best. And the best way of doing that is in understanding your fascination advantages. So what are those seven? Power, passion, trust, prestige, mystique, alert, and innovation. So I don't want to go into too much detail on each of these seven fascination advantages. It's going to take up too much time and it's not really what I want to do. If I can find a better way of communicating it to you, I will. And I do have a way to do that. So I'll let you know in just a second. But let me give you a little bit of context around each of these. So if you have the power advantage, that means that you're really good at convincing people of your ideas. If you have the passion advantage, that means you're very passionate about people and emotions. If you have the mystique advantage, that means you love facts. If you're the prestige advantage, that means you'd like to drive people to excel, to achieve their best. If you have the alert advantage, that means you care about the details. If you're the innovation advantage, that means you have new ideas all the time and you like to bring them to life. People with the trust advantage, they're very reliable. So out of those seven fascination advantages, which ones do you think apply the most to you? And remember, the context that we're talking here is that this is how the world best sees you. So if you're wondering, what kind of personality should, should I portray? How should I put my best foot forward? What do I need to do? The best way to do that is to understand your seven fascination advantages. So like I said, I don't necessarily want to sit here and help you through that yourself. There's a better way of doing that. So I talked to Sally and found a way that's going to help you understand what your fascination advantages are. So all you have to do is go to howtofascinate.com 
forward slash you. It's going to take you to a landing page where you enter in your first name, last name, password, and an email address to create an account. Then it's going to ask you to put in an assessment code. The assessment code is going to allow you to do this. So just enter the code, cut the crap, all one word. Hit the button start now. It's going to ask you to do a very short survey. And after you finish that survey, it's going to take you to a dashboard. It's going to tell you your archetype. It's going to tell you your fascination advantages, your primary advantage, your secondary advantage. It's going to talk to you about your dormant advantage. Sally's going to explain to you what your archetype means. It's very cool, very insightful. And again, if you're in a position where you're talking to people for a living, if you're in sales, if you're in marketing, if you're trying to build thought leadership in your industry, if you're just trying to get a better understanding of who you are and how to be your best so that the world sees you at your best, just do this survey, you guys. It takes very little time and it provides so much value. After I finished it up, I actually printed it up and put it in my office because it's a good reminder for who I need to be, who Ryan Caligiuri needs to be to be at his absolute best. It's a great reminder and I hope that you guys all take the opportunity to do this yourself. It adds a lot of value. So again, howtofascinate.com forward slash you. Enter the coupon code cut the crap and go to town, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I do have one request of you guys though. After you finish the assessment, message me on Twitter or message me on LinkedIn and let me know what your archetype is. So give you guys a little bit of insight. My archetype, I'm the connoisseur, which means I'm a combination of both the prestige advantage and the passion advantage. And the three adjectives that describe how the world sees me is insightful, distinguished, and in the know. Obviously for a guy who reads a book a week, I think that's pretty accurate. And so as I go through the details and I read my report and I look at it, I'm like, you know what? This is exactly who I am. And you know what? It's... It's funny because it actually, as it describes me, it describes me when I'm at my best and also when I'm having the most fun, when I'm in my true element. And that to me was just very cool to see. So definitely take up the opportunity to do this, you guys, to understand your fascination advantages and uh, and you guys are gonna get a lot of value from it. All right, my friends, there we have it. That's How the World Sees You by Sally Hogshead. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed sharing it with you guys. I know you're going to enjoy the episode on Thursday when I feature the interview with Sally Hogshead herself. Sally comes on the podcast and she talks to us a little bit more about the book. She talks about the seven fascination advantages and she shares with us some stories that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. So you definitely want to tune in for that one. I also have to apologize about last week. I was going to have an interview on Thursday. We had some technical issues, couldn't figure it out, couldn't work it out. And so we ended up missing that interview. I'm going to try to reschedule that interview for the future. But regardless, I got an awesome interview for you guys on Thursday. And uh, I really hope you guys tune in for that one as well. Also, you guys, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. You guys can find me on there. Just type in my name, Ryan Caligiuri. If you guys want to get in touch with me, feel free to get in touch with me through the website, cutthecrappodcast.com or email me directly, ryan.caligiuri at me.com. Hope to hear from you guys. One of the best things about this podcast, being able to talk to you guys, get to know the people who are listening to the podcast. To me, that's what's most fun about this. So you guys, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I can't wait to be back here next week with brand new Golden Nuggets, brand new business books. And uh, of course, we have the interview on Thursday. So catch me then, you guys. Have yourselves a great, productive week. We'll talk to you soon. Some of you going to sleep and you don't deserve to be, you don't deserve rest. You lazy, you don't deserve rest. Rest is for people who work. You ain't doing nothing. Every day you chilling. You need to know your why and my why wakes me up every single morning. You don't get it. 
Listen to me very closely. You can write everything down if you want to. Be brave enough to write every one of your goals down. But I'm going to tell you something. Life's going to hit you in your mouth and you got to do me a huge favor. Your why has to be greater than that knocked out. At the end of your feelings is nothing. But at the end of every principle is a promise. Find a man who's diligent at what he does. And he shall stand before kings and not mean men. Every day you say no to your dreams, you might be pushing your dreams back a whole six months. That one single day, that one day you didn't get up, could have pushed your stuff back I don't know how long. The first level to success in life, listen to me, the very first level, the very first level is you seeing it. Like it's clear to you. Like you know exactly what you want. You know exactly when you want it. Listen to me. You know exactly what it tastes like. You know what it looks like. You know what it smells like. Before you really blow up, blow up, and you get success, you literally have it in the palm of your hand without having it. here to make friends. I don't even care if they respect me. I know who I am. Got enough respect for myself. I do not want them to beat me. They're never gonna beat you. They came close to that. right now I'm telling you right now because I care about you I'm telling you right now because I've been there I've done that you've been in it for three years and you about to quit you've been doing it for five years and it don't look like you think you put all your money in it you put all your time in it people are looking at you crazy five years you've invested whole you put too much in it to quit now and the problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream if it's my time this my moment tomorrow tomorrow ain't no such thing as tomorrow what does your dream look like what does it smell like what does it taste like if you want it to happen get your butt up and make it happen if you want it to happen rise and grind